millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday and welcome to the last Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week. With your host, me, him, with the Alice Band. Oh, we got an Alice Band. Yes, get over it. Anyway, what a podcast we have got coming your way. We begin with The Breakfast Show and Big Al and Ali McCoy. And after Chelsea boss Frank Lampard accused the Liverpool coaching staff of being arrogant in their celebrations against his team last night, the former England manager Sam Allardyce, breadhead, as uh, a guest once referred to him as, defended Frank, claiming he has every right to tell Klopp's men to tone it down. A lot of things that weren't going, and, and on the bench, no, but no problem with Jurgen Klopp. He's managed this team, and it's fantastic. Some of the bench, it's a fine line between when you're winning and they've won the league. Fair play to Liverpool Football Club, but also don't get too arrogant with it. That was my thing. So, but done. That's it. In match play, you get emotional, and that was it. There are niggles and pressures that you feel that you may, as a young manager, respond to, and uh, and that you have to accept and learn as you go along. But he's he's been exceptionally good for me. I mean, I, I mean, as 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 Jurgen Klopp. Now, if anybody wants to say, don't get too arrogant about it it's Frank isn't it if it's anybody else because they've not done it but yeah. they, but Frank's done it all hasn't he so if Frank's yep. giving him a bit of a tip then he's seen something that he thinks yeah, is he a little like. bit arrogant yeah, and yeah. he didn't like yeah. and he, he's the one man that can mention it and uh, if it is the bench at Liverpool they should take notice of it because yeah. Frank has done the lot and Chelsea against Wolves is live on TalkSport 2 in a 4pm kickoff on Sunday now Nine people were arrested on Wednesday night after Liverpool fans defied warnings not to gather outside the stadium on Premier League trophy night. The club's CEO, Peter Moore, spoke to Jim White and wasn't impressed with so many turning out. There's a global pandemic going on and, you know, we tried very hard. It was unfortunate that people felt compelled. I understand. Am I comfortable? No. And I just hope that uh, there are no, um, you know, repercussions, uh, you know, weeks from now. I I wish everybody was able to stay at home. I was delighted that Sky was able to put this game on its pick platform. Therefore, it was pretty much free to air. But, you know, it was um, it was unfortunate that people chose to not adhere to the advice of the man and players and, and gather outside Anfield. But uh, hopefully, you know, we, nobody uh, is going to be negatively impacted in days to come here. I, I pray. He turns towards his players. His player stands with him and he thrusts the trophy, the Premier League trophy, into the air. Liverpool's 19th title. Peter, what would you say about this man, Jurgen Klopp? Shankly came in 1959 and soon thereafter, you know, said, I was made for Liverpool and Liverpool was made for me. And I think Jurgen can probably say the same thing. A leader of men, 
charismatic, a brilliant tactician and coach. The players adore him. He has been absolutely superb, not just, you know, on the pitch, you know, for the 90 minutes, but seven days a week in leading this football club, giving the city, the global fan base, something to look forward to after 30 years of so close and nearly there and we didn't quite make it. Last night, you could see it on his face and you could see what it means to him, his family, and what the players were able to do to, to, do, to win it for him. Let me tell you, what you see is what you get. There's no facade. Uh, this is a, a, a brilliant leader. Back now to Breakfast Show with Big Al and Maka Ali McCoist, and Big Sam Allardyce. He was on the show discussing Watford and the dismissal of Nigel Pearson as manager. Obviously, I know uh, Nigel really well. Worked with me at Newcastle. Craig Shakespeare with him. Worked with me at Everton. And um, not a better job was was done by uh, anybody to get them in that position. I don't think anybody could have what happened done there? as well. I, I mean, nine, po- nine points in December, Alan. And I, I know they'd slipped up since the lockdown was over. And um, uh, But, you know, changing the manager at that point uh, is unexplainable. I, I can't give a no, reason, a good reason why it has happened. But obviously... Internally, only only Nigel will, and Shaky will know what the problem was, and uh, and for me, that both of them done such a fantastic job. They should have been le- left in place to to fight it to the end. And if anybody was uh, was going to get it right, it would have been Nigel and Shaky getting that team to perform. Yeah. And uh, you know now it it looks um, it looks difficult that they you never know, but it looks difficult that they're going to stay up now. Harry's dad and Brighton boss Graham Potter had a chat with Adrian Durham on Drive. Amongst other things, he wasn't happy with the introduction of five subs, drinks breaks or VAR this season. It's one of those things that we know why they're there and we know in these circumstances why we've had to try to adapt things. I suppose I'm a bit of a traditionalist. If you ask me, I'd probably say no drinks breaks, keep it the three subs, no VAR. That would be my, <laughs> my sort of thoughts, but... Um, Again, I understand why we're into this situation. I can accept the referee. I can accept the linesman making a mistake. I can, I'm just a bit of a traditionalist in that regard. I quite like the, the. I think football, we clamber for the the perfect decision, and I think football is a game by human beings making mistakes, and that includes the referee and linesman, and therefore it's part of the game. So that would be my view. But I, of course, I want to support VAR while it's here, and uh, you want to make it as good as it can be. But if you ask me, probably before and now, I'd probably say that would be my. Where, where I'd be at. Yeah, we've got to accept the VAR making mistakes now, haven't we? <laughs> well, exactly. That's again, but we'll we'll be doing that for the rest of days. Somebody will it'll be a mistake, and 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 you hope that it you hope that it never gets away from that, because otherwise it's turned into something too scientific and too sterile. It's always going to be human beings making mistakes. Now, West Brom still promotion to the Premier League despite failing to beat QPR in the final Championship game of the season. A slightly worse for wear, Romain Soyce spoke to White and Soyser and was full of praise for his manager, Slaven Bilic. West Bromwich Albion have done it. They're Premier League bound. It's the fifth time they've been promoted to the Premier League. And Slaven and his baggy boys will be boing boing in their way to football's top table once more, despite only drawing on the night. He gives me the most confidence of them all. Um, he's always got his arm around me he's always reviewing games with me telling me what he wants and what he expects and when you hear the passion what he speaks if you really want to work for managers like that 
I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about him and now having a year spent with him, I definitely wouldn't. Um, all the boys love him. We tell him we love him <laughs> weekly. After every game we win, he tells us he loves us. And it's, all, it's amazing to see the effect that he's had on us as a group. Just seeing on Twitter, one of many, there's Alan, a big Charlton fan. Jim, if you get the length of speaking to Lee Boyer today, tell him, we love him. Charlton fans love him. So what's he going to do now, Lee Boyer? Let's find out. Lee, good morning. Morning, Jim. How tough was that to take last night, Lee? That's that's probably the lowest I've felt in my whole career, including playing. And I, and I did have a relegation plan. And that, that was the lowest, Jim. That hurt a lot because of the hard work that we'd put in all season and we were so close you know um, for, for Barnsley and you have to give credit to Barnsley to, to keep pushing the way they done um, against a very good Brentford side but, but it hurt yeah James Savindra has been speaking to Jesse Lingard ahead of their final game of the season against Leicester on Sunday when I say there that's Man United not Jesse Lingard and James Savindra it'd be pointless anyway it's live and exclusive on TalkSport Jesse told James about his struggles with off-the-field issues last season. Lingard gets another return ball and then curls a beautiful right-footed goal into the top right-hand corner. That is a majestic strike. It's really hard, um, you know, especially when it's like family issues. Um, you know, had a, had, a lot, had a lot to deal with at home. Um, and obviously you've got to, you know, go and play in front of 75,000 people, um, you know, each week. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like I was like numb, like I, like I weren't there. Um, and like, you know, the games were just, you know, passing me by because I had a lot of, you know, things on my mind. And obviously we're human, so, um, you know, everyone thinks like, oh, it's sweet, like, you know, you got money, you live in a nice house and stuff like that. But, you know, <laughs> money can't buy happiness. Um, you know, and your family's so important, you, know, you, you never want to see any of them hurt or I'll get hurt. So, you know, for me, it was, like I said, it was, tough. it was a difficult period and I was bottling a lot of things in at the time and I felt it was right just to, to speak to the manager about, about certain things and, you know, it was good. Um, you know, it was, it was totally understandable with me and, um, you know, we went through it, we got through it and then obviously, you know, lockdown coming. Since lockdown, obviously, I've been working hard, like working really hard to to go back and, you know, like I said, I, I wanted to get a what to be the fittest, you know, to show that, you know, I've not been stacking during lockdown and to make a real point. And since I've been back in, like I say, I've, I've trained really well and, you know, stay positive, I've been smiling every day. And, and that obviously, you know, other players, you know, see me do that, it can obviously have an effect on them maybe as well. So I've been trying to bring that positive energy, you know, to the team. And, and like I say, going into to the last game now, you know, we're full of confidence. Leeds United striker Patrick Bamford came on to TalkSport 2 Social with Darren Bent yesterday. They covered a number of topics, including what it's been like playing under Bielsa and how he's dealt with criticism this season, including these words from former Leeds boss David O'Leary on breakfast earlier this week. I'm a good feeling for all you were saying. Patrick Bamford's done great. I still think another centre-forward yeah, will be very important for him personally. I've taken criticism throughout the whole season and... Whilst you can, off fans, you kind of understand it in terms of they're frustrated, they just they just want their, their team to win. I think sometimes when you get it from people who've played the game and have been involved in the game and yet they're still not seeing the whole round, the whole package, if you know what I mean, and other things that's getting brought to the table, that's what's frustrating. I agree that you can't go into the Premier League with one striker. I mean, that's a, that's a given, but... I also back myself that I'll be I'll be trying to learn, I'll be keep trying to improve to make sure that I can do as well as I can in the Premier League. And obviously I've got a lot of self-confidence that I can do the job. And for me, it's just about proving that now. Yeah.
it's like a love-hate relationship in terms of the amount he pushes you and the, how hard he makes you work. That sometimes you're like moaning and you're thinking, oh my God, one part of you is like, I can't do this. But then you know that he's pushing you to get the best out of you. And you can see he's, he's transformed the team from two years ago, a mid-table team to basically promotion uh, contenders. And uh, for me personally, he's always, he's always pushed me. I mean, he's not one to kind of put his arm around you and let you relax. He always wants more. And even now, he's still at the game yesterday. I mean, I got taken off at half-time because I wasn't doing what he wanted. And that just shows that in a game that means nothing, he's always pushing you to be better and better. And Bentley was also joined by the Barnsley striker, Corley Woodrow, on TalkSport 2 to talk about their great escape from relegation. And now it's back inside the box again. Surely it's in! Barnsley have scored! There was never a point really this season and especially after lockdown there was nine games left. We honestly I'm not just saying this, we fully believed that we would stay up and, and we didn't really uh didn't really ever think that, that we would go down. So yeah, we stuck by what, what we believed in and, and it managed to managed to come off. You know what a championship like you come up against really good teams week in, week out and teams underestimated us week in, week out and obviously we had that belief, we had that fight and, and that that puts in good stead and, and that obviously showed when, when we played against the top teams in the league we managed to pick up results and it's just a credit to obviously the, the manager all of us players you know what I mean and, and, and just working hard and never giving up really Back now to breakfast and Alan and Ali were talking Hogmanay as well as being joined by guest James May you know that one off the telly Top Gear well not Top Gear he's not doing that anymore he was kicked off that what was he kicked off? Well, they just went somewhere else for more money. I mean, he'd do that. Magic FM. Yeah, tell him I'm on the way. If it's not hard enough, you talk about London and these guys, we're talking about health and safety and these guys that drive these rickshaw things around. You know, where's the health yeah. and safety there? Now we're going to contend with electric scooters, James. What the hell <laughs> what is you? going on? Just, what I'm are Transport for London doing? I'm sorry to say, but I've just, I've just bought an electric scooter. No way. <laughs> no way. No, I'm so down with the kids. Yeah, relieving uh, congestion, but where are we going to bury everyone? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a transport or a town planner. James? You should, you should try an electric scooter. No chance. No chance. No, Absolutely no chance. I think that's the way forward for big Death, James. Death trap. Make no mistake. Some breaking news over. There's only five months to go, by the way. Edinburgh's Hogman A Street Festival is cancelled. What? How does she know when I'm going to have a... Oh, dear, a cure. Oh, man. Honestly, the city council has acknowledged that if the winter festival goes ahead, it will look very different from recent years. Crikey, I can't believe that, Ali. You're normally down there. Hooting Nanny, aren't you, down there? Oh, in, I'm, doing, um, I'm doing a shift down at that Hooting Nanny with Jules. I mean, it'll not affect me. You, uh, that would that would break my heart if I get a phone call for Jules to say Hoot and Annie's cancelled. That, that would destroy me. Unbelievable. What, what, what a blow that is for the punters up How here. How can you do that in July? <laughs> she's sitting there with a crystal ball. <laughs> she's ca- she's cancelled Hugman in July. I'm oh, no. I uh, don't know. McDonald's. Darren Goff had his say on today's third test with the Windies on Drive, Dirty Boy. 
Anyway, he had some shocking words to say around England's potential selection and warned Broad and Anderson, if they both don't play, then we could have seen the last of them in the England attack together with the Ashes on the 2021 horizon. They are planning, and trust me on this, for the Ashes. Everybody gets judged, selectors, coaches, players, on performances against Australia. England have to peak at the right time. They've gone to the Ashes with Australia a few times with Anderson and Broad and it's not worked. That's the way they see it, right? They need genuine pace. Those two are not as quick as they used to be. One of them possibly could play in it, but I don't think they see that series with both of them. Now, the natural course might take its place where one of them gets to the point where he just can't do it anymore. One's 37. He's still fit, by the way. And one's 33. Um, so I think they know they need Wooden Archer. They need probably Ollie Stone. They need Overtons. There's plenty of bowlers out there. And they are definitely planning for down the line against Australia. And those two won't be opening the bowling in Australia. I'll tell you that now. And, of course, updates throughout the day on TalkSport with John Norman, live from Old Trafford. And last but by no means least, the best bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday, from 10pm. So let's talk about the earth being flat or not, and we say hello to Gary Heather. Gary, good morning to you. Hi, Kaz. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. So um, I suppose the, the, the most obvious question you'll get asked when you tell people you're a flat earth believer is why, with all the evidence that points towards the earth being round, what makes you think everyone else is lying and you're right? Well, it's it's a little bit more more uh, deeper than that. I mean, the first thing is um, I would actually say that I'm actually closer to a, I believe that we live on a non-spinning globe. Um, so it's not spinning and it's not a globe more than uh, it's flat. So basically, I believe it's not spinning. I believe it's not a globe. And I don't know exactly what it is, but if I had to choose something, I would have to say the thing that it seems to be closest to is is flat. So, so like yes, a pizza. Got, would you go with a pizza? Uh, I, I do know that some people actually call it that, and you know, it's like you know, some people say, "Oh, when would you fall off the edge?" You know, what about if a cat gets kicked off the edge or whatever? I mean, yeah. we've heard it all, but um, so, but basically, we're not allowed to go to the edge, or if there is such a thing as an edge, to even find out. So we can't. We're not even allowed to go there. If you listen to on YouTube, you go and look at Robert Simmons from NASA. Mm. He actually basically says that they have to create the images they give you. They're, these are not actual uh, photographs. They're, they're they're basically images that have been produced to represent what they believe. Okay. What a, what about someone like Tim Peake, the astronaut, who's actually been up there and seen it with his own eyes? Okay, so if I said to you then that today I actually kicked the, the Queen in in the knee, would you believe me? Have you got if you had video evidence of it? Oh, so you don't think that the video can be doctored? No, it can. Of course, it can. Okay, um, with Tim Peake, with Tim Peake, I was actually on the. Um, was it a straight uh, red, Gary? That's what I want to know. Did you deserve uh, a red card? How did for you it? get that close yeah. to the Queen? And, where, and did she hobble <laughs> off? Yeah, well, I was sent off, <laughs> and, and she and she wanted a penalty. Um, VAR yeah. suggests that it was a dive. Actually, I'll be honest. <laughs> Before we go, let me just tell you about some football you can hear only on TalkSport. And it is, of course, the two biggest games of the weekend. At 4pm, live and exclusive to TalkSport, you can hear commentary of Leicester against Manchester United, 
whilst over on TalkSport 2 at the same time and again live and exclusive you can hear commentary of Chelsea against Wolves. Whilst over on the TalkSport app you can hear live commentary of Burnley against Brighton, Crystal Palace against Spurs, Manchester City against Norwich, Newcastle against Liverpool and Southampton against Sheffield United. And there's the tiny matter of the first leg of a playoff semi-final to be played. That's Swansea against Brentford. That is a TalkSport Network exclusive, whatever that means. Well, that's it for another podcast. Make sure you join me on Sunday night for the Transgroup Express. So I'll be starting my show from 9pm. So make sure you join me for that. If you can't join me for that, A, why not? But B, don't worry. I'll be alongside the fun boy, Jason Cundy, from 10pm for the first Sports Bar of the Week on Monday night. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.